Do you want a pizza? Do you want to be right? Do you want love? Do you want to fight? Do you want to celebrate? Or would you rather have an altercation? Do you want to build? And now, hope. Wit and wisdom on race, class, and community survival, brought to you by Talking Across the Lines, the Mountain of Hope organization in Mount Hope, West Virginia, and by the West Virginia Humanities Council. Here we are again at the corner of race and class, watching the world go by and listening for commonality among coalfield voices. Remember Bernice Clayton? She's the Mount Hope mother in our first episode who testified that her children eagerly played with others in the neighborhood, irrespective of the color of their skin. In her own childhood of the 1930s, she took inspiration from the independent spirit of her grandfather. I was born right here in Fayette County at a little place, uh, Scarborough, West Virginia, and it was called Plum Orchard Road. Most people would tell you there are no black people living on Plum Orchard Road, but my grandpa... Andrew Jackson Lewis had a farm. He was from Virginia. He settled up there in a tent in 1920. Uh, Something about the mines here in Mount Hope, they were put out of their homes, some of the miners. Mr. Lewis squatted on some land near Scarborough and pitched a tent after being evicted from a company home in 1920 while the miners were organizing the union. His eviction was one of many that led up to the march on Blair Mountain in 1921 in Logan County. So he went up there and started in a tent, then built his place. So I was born there in 1932. The doctor came on a horse, they tell me. Mr. Lewis later acquired the place where he had pitched his tent and began to plant fruit trees and plow out a big garden. His survival skills and wide knowledge of plants and seasons provided a model of inventive, makeshift living. It's corn in the crib and the apples in the bin gone, gonna rise again. My grandpa squatted up there for many years, and then he was able to buy the place where I was born, and it was called a Plum Orchard Road. Then he lost it through taxes. And then he squatted again. Yes, he, he, he was a good guy sometime. But he farmed and he worked in the coal mines. And he preached on the side. <laughs> Apparently he was a pastor before I was born. But when I knew him, he didn't speak. Nathan Shelton from Sun grew up in a racially segregated camp where African-American culture and tradition centered on communal child-rearing and the willingness to share work and food among neighbors. I was raised in Sun, West Virginia, which is a coal mining camp about three miles outside of Mount Hope. Come from a very large family. It was uh, 13 of us. My dad was a coal miner, which most people were back in that time. The inventive Shelton parents were challenged to feed a family of 15. His mother made her own soap out of lard and lye, and the shirts on their backs were cast-offs his father found in town. And in Sun, everybody had a garden. You'd raise the hogs and chickens. I'd go out to the hen house if you wanted some eggs. You know what a fresh egg is. 
fresh egg is when you go to the hen house and reach under the hen and get an egg that she just laid. Well, down in the hen house on my knees, I thought I heard a chicken sneeze. Only my rooster saying his prayers, giving out hymns to the hens upstairs. Bernice's grandfather not only grew, but preserved just about everything on his hillside farm. My grandpa grew sorghum cane. He had corn, all kinds of fruits, all kinds of vegetables, and he harvested those. He would make a hole in the ground and put straw, and he would take a whole head of cabbage, pull it up by the root, and put it in there, rutabagas, potatoes, all of that, and cover them up. And then in the winter, he'd go out and get them, and the cabbages were just like fresh. With the sorghum he grew, he made syrup molasses. When I was a little girl, he made that. He had to borrow a neighbor's donkey, and they put up the big pan, and they would put the cane in there and turn the donkey around, squeeze the juice out, and then you stirred it, and you took the foam off, and it was sort of green. As it cooked, it turned, you know, black strap. And then he put it in jars and sold it. One time he was a bootlegger, he told me. He made moonshine. He said he'd serve it to the revenuers when they came up. And then they'd take him to jail, and he would cook at Fayetteville, at the jail. And in the morning after he fixed the breakfast and got ready for the lunch, he'd walk through the woods up on the hill home, go back at night. <laughs> that was a story that was told to me. He was not a real educated man, but he was knowledgeable. And he grew everything on that farm. My kids don't even know what a gooseberry is. But my grandma made gooseberry pies. I wouldn't like to see one, maybe eat one, but I ate so many as a child. Same thing with the molasses. She made gingerbread. We put it on biscuits. Oh, we had it, and I loved it. I wouldn't give you a nickel for some now. I ate so much of it, it was too much for me. My mother used to make soap out of pork grease and put lye. I don't know what else went in that, but it stunk like crazy. But she'd make soap. The Shelton family chores were a litany of sweat and toil. Just surviving. You know, you had to cut wood and carry coal. And in sun, water. To carry water. We had no running water. You know, you always had chores. There was always something to do. So you learned how to work. You know, you had to learn how to do physical work. We were poor. My dad would come home with a box of clothes that somebody had given him that, you know, and we'd all be going through the box, see what we could wear. I never, the only thing we'd get new was a pair of new shoes at the beginning of the school year. And that's it. He worked on his farm, and then he went to work in the mines. These apple trees on the mountain side gone, gonna rise again. He planted the seeds just before he died, gone, gonna rise again. I guess he knew that he never see the red fruit hanging from the tree. But he planted the seeds for his children and me, gone. Again. My grandpa died when he was 100 years old, and that year he died, he planted tomatoes, just tomatoes. And, of course, we harvested some. 
He had told us years ago, wrap them in some newspaper, put them in a dark place, and they will ripen. So the year after he died, we had tomatoes at Thanksgiving that we took out of the garden where he planted. You know, we had good things to say and laugh about and, and to talk about him. I remember the year that my granddaddy died, gone, gonna rise again. And they dug his grave on the mountainside, gone, gonna rise again. I was too young to understand the way he felt about the land. But I could read his history in his hands, gone. You've been listening to the voices of Bernice Clayton and Nathan Shelton sharing family stories of surviving with grace and dignity through tough times. From the period of the mine wars in the 1920s to the decline of the coal industry in the 1950s and 60s. Our Hope theme song, Do You Want Peace, was composed and sung by Laura Sandage and Friends on her Bloom CD. John Henry was performed by Sparky Rucker and John Davis on their CD, Heroes and Hard Times. Gone Gonna Rise Again was written and performed by Cy Khan, and Leonard and Jim Stoniker played Who Broke the Lock on the Hen House Door. This program was written and produced by Talking Across the Lines with direction by the Mountain of Hope Organization in Mount Hope, West Virginia. This project is presented with financial assistance from the West Virginia Humanities Council, a state affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations do not necessarily represent those of the West Virginia Humanities Council or the National Endowment for the Humanities. For Hope, I'm Carrie Klein. I'm a ridge above the farm, gone, gonna rise again. I think of my people that have gone on, gone, gonna rise again. Like a tree that grows in the mountain ground, the storms of life have cut them down. But the new wood springs from the roots underground, gone, gonna rise again, gone, gonna rise again.